I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. For my friends. 77 WABC. One, two, one, two, three, four. Some love is just a Ah, been a big, 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 big show. Billy Joel, pride of Long Island. Curtis Sliwa, former police commissioner Bill Bratton. Another former great, the best of all time. Police commissioner Ray Kelly. Trump attorney Joseph Takapina. Congressman Peter King all on today. My last guest today is a guy I'm looking forward to speaking to, I have to say. He is the attorney, folks, for Asa Ellerup. And Asa happens to be the... Well, I guess at this point she's still the wife. She has filed for a divorce. But um, the Gilgo murderer, at least the alleged Gilgo murderer, Rex Hewerman, Asa is his wife, and Bob Macedonia happens to be the attorney. Macedonio. I confused him with Macedonia Phil. <laughs> as you, as no one relation. does. <laughs> right, as right. one does, right. So I've seen Bob on CNN today show a bunch of spots, making his debut, thanks to Todd Shapiro on the Sid and Friends of the Morning Show, Bob Macedonio. Bob, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, it's great to have you on. And, look, you're in a difficult spot, I'll be honest, because covering this case as closely as I have, talking to Tierney and Harrison, all the major players, Bob, I really found it hard to believe that Asa had no idea what was going on, especially when the rumor was there was a soundproof room. Now, that went away, yes, but 300 guns downstairs, dilapidated house, stuff all over the place. The general public finds it very hard to believe that she knew nothing about it. They may be sympathetic, but they're not sure they believe that. Your thoughts? I, I can assure you she knew nothing about it. I think that they've even ruled her out. Uh, as a suspect of having any knowledge in this, the timeline they've put together, they've indicated in the press that she's been out of the country or on vacation when the alleged homicides took place. Um, she has not been questioned or interrogated by law enforcement at all. The conversations I've had with you, she is completely emotionally overwhelmed and shocked by the allegations. Did she have no idea, though, Bob, what was in the basement? There's a vault with, again, we're not talking about five or six guns. This guy had more firepower than David Koresh. 300 guns. I mean, you're laughing, but it's true. She had no idea? She knew he was an avid gun collector. He spoke at um, NRA conventions, but I don't think she ever counted the amount of guns he had. And, And honestly, it's good that he had a safe where he kept these guns. That's the proper way to store them. 
Right, that's true. <laughs> You're right about that. Um, what do you? And I, I don't think any of the weapons are alleged to be illegal. No, that's true. He had, he had like 92 different licenses, and no, the, the guns were not illegal. But you start to wonder why he would collect so many. There was nothing else. I know this is more of a question, maybe for Ray Tierney, Bob, or or Rodney Harrison, but. Nothing else laying around the house, like Asa didn't find a pair of underwear or a bra where she said, hey, Rex, what the hell is this? Nothing. She's never indicated to us anything of the sort. So they come to the house. I believe it was simultaneous when the FBI arrived in New York City to arrest him. So these guys show up at a front door. They go, we're about to arrest your husband in New York City for this. And she says to you, Bob, what was she thinking? What was she experiencing? What was happening right at that point? Well, I think the police commissioner had, had, had given her initial reaction, complete shock, disgust, whatever he had said. I was not her attorney at that time. We were retained the following day. Um, but she was completely emotionally overwhelmed, as anybody would be if you're giving these allegations of the man that you're married to and sleeping next to for the past 25 years. Right. And then she pretty quickly filed for divorce which uh, makes a whole lot of sense. But do you get do you get the, I don't know, the feeling, Bob, when you talk to her that somewhere she still loves this guy? He is the father of her two children. He's a, it looks like at least on paper he's a menace, he's a, he's a horrible person, but she is the father of her two children. Do you get the, the feeling that maybe she still has feelings for him? Or she's so angry at this point you can't even tell? I think at this point she has, she's still digesting everything, all the allegations that she knows about this of only what we know in the media. So she hasn't even put together her own timeline when she was in the country, when she wasn't in the country. We're going to con- start conducting all that. So I think once she starts sorting everything out, her feelings, her emotions will start you know, taking relevant effect on where she's really at. It's overwhelming right now, emotionally overwhelming. No, of course it is. I mean, come on. And, and not just her, but the children. I know she's got one child, I believe the son, he has special needs, uh, the daughter right. Victoria, who does share the same last name. You know, I was saying this last week, and, and, and I was kind of joking, but not really. You know, sometimes, Bob, when these things happen, the mother, the kids, they look not only to get divorced, but they look to change their name almost as soon as possible because Victoria doesn't want to walk around in 10 years with that last name, Huerman. Has that come up? That hasn't even come up yet at this stage now. That hasn't come okay. up at all. And the kids, though, uh, I heard from the wife, they actually cry themselves to sleep every night. She told you that, too? Yeah, because the kids had a simple life prior to this. Whatever the, the condition of the house was, that was their home. That's where they lived. It's the only thing they knew. So their life was simple. You know, they, after the police had gone in, you know, Victoria's PlayStation 5, the PS5, is, is broken in half in two pieces. Ugh. All of her collectible, collectible cards that she collects, Dungeon & Dragon stuff destroyed, ripped in half. That's the kind of stuff that's emotionally damaged to a child that has nothing to do with this. Whatever her father may be accused of, she's innocent in all this. She had nothing to do with that. Oh, I know that, but I don't know what kind of father he was. I mean, seems like he lived two lives, right? I mean, during the day, he went to work, got a pretty posh Fifth Avenue architect job, and even though the house was dilapidated and a mess, I guess he was there. He did all this alleged dirty stuff when they were away, so was he the type of father that was there, took the kid to Little League, took the daughter somewhere, or basically a loner, hung out downstairs by himself the whole time? She, I haven't really gotten into those conversations, Victoria. She worked with her dad also, and from what I understand, they had a normal father-daughter relationship. So then let me ask you this. What exactly are you representing the mom for? We, we were retained originally to represent her so the police don't question her, to just provide support for her in that saying so she's not unprotected because in any investigation 
and, and Mr. Tierney will tell you this, you don't know where the evidence is going to lead you, so we want to protect her and just make sure she's protected in that sense. Okay, because she listens to people like me or hears about it and goes, and there's a lot of people out there that think I know something, maybe even I was somewhat involved, and you're there to make sure that's not going to be the case. Correct. That's number one. Number two, she's emotionally distraught. You're not going to think clearly. You need some person that's removed from that that's going to represent you and speak for you on your behalf that has a grasp of the knowledge without your emotions being tainted. And then second is the, uh, the, the matrimonial end of it. Obviously, with all the allegations, even if the homicides are not true, the prostitution may or may not be true, there's, an, there's a breakdown in the marital relationship. So she needs to address that, protect herself and her family going forward. Whatever's going to happen to Rex is going to happen. That's beyond her control. Is your firm doing the matrimonial part as well, or are you just removed from that? No, no, I represent her on the matrimonial. Oh, so you're doing both, uh, the matrimonial stuff and at the same time trying to make sure she's cleared of any legal uh, criminal issues. Well, not cleared because she's not, she's not alleged to even be involved in it. Just the, the DA's office and the police department have to go through my office to speak to her. So we're present at all those interviews if there's going to be any. There has not been any. Right. I mean, I spoke to Rodney Harrison about a week and a half ago before I, you know, really started to delve into what she's gone through, the kids, and quite frankly, Bob, talking to you. And I said to Rodney, I said, you can't just discount the wife. I'm sorry. She didn't know all this going on, blah, blah, blah. And he said to me, listen, it's very early in this investigation. We're not discounting anybody. That was about Correct. 10 days ago. Correct. But now you and feel... They may, never, they, yeah. they may never rule her out, but they may never they may never be able to link her either. Right. Okay. I mean, linking her and her knowing something or two different things. I mean, she may have, you know, just been there kind of like that, uh, the complex, you know, the Stockholm syndrome. She didn't want to say anything, didn't want to bother her. Maybe she was afraid. So I'm not saying she got involved. She helped hide bodies, but she may have known something, but was just too afraid to say it. Again, we'll get into all that at a later date. Emotionally right now, she's not even able to have those conversations. But how, how many marriages do people actually live separate lives in this country? Many, many, many. Well, you're right about that. I made that argument for her, actually, just a couple of days ago. I said, there's a lot of women who think their husbands are, are uh, you know, not cheating and, and doing this. And you find out he's got two lives, he's got three lives, he's got a family in a different state. So it's not uh, completely not feasible that this happened and she didn't know about it. Now, what about the house? She's back there with the kids. At this point, it's become a house of horrors. Wouldn't you agree it's best for them to leave, or does she still want to be there? She has nowhere else to go right now. Yeah. So until we can get to – he was the sole financial provider for the family. There's nowhere else to go. She was staying in hotels with family and friends while they were displaced from the residence. So they have to go through their personal property and you know start to gather some kind of funds to get up and start a sec- another life. There's no mattresses. There's no beds. There's no anything. They're sleeping on chairs and beanbags right now. And why is that? Is that because the FBI and the police went in there and basically destroyed everything? Or was that the condition of the house before this? No, they, they took what they took out of there. Um, and they destroyed a lot of property that was personal property that was there as well. And is she angry about that? It, it was the only thing she knew was her home. That was her home. So whether it was in good condition or bad condition, that's the only thing she knew. That's where she lived. Do you think the cops were a little too heavy-handed with that stuff and maybe could have been a little a little easier on some of her personal belongings, or are you okay with whatever they do to try to find out the truth? I, I think they could have been a little easier on the personal belongings, and I, I wasn't there during the execution of it, obviously, but... The, for what reason do you have to rip up Dungeon and Dragon cards of, 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 of a child or a, a young lady, um, break a PlayStation 5 in half? Those kind of things, is, it's unnecessary. I don't think there's forensic value in any of that kind of stuff. And you're 100% sure the cops did that? Well, it wasn't broken before. How do you know that? 
because the, 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 the family told me. Okay. The daughter right. told us. Yeah. Her, right. her, she oh. was playing playing the PlayStation one night. The next day, the cops there. Now it's broken in half. What about money? Uh, look, he, he made a good living. I mean, I did read something at one point. Even Donald Trump's firm paid him over $200,000 to do something at 40 Wall Street. He had an architectural job on Fifth Avenue. How to make some decent money, some money. Uh, and yet the house is dilapidated. She seems like she's broke. You're telling me basically destitute. Where's the money? We haven't. We don't, that's what we have to start discovering in the matrimonial action. We don't know. We know. We know about property in South Carolina. We know about an alleged timeshare in uh, Las Vegas. Um, we don't know what, what if many money he has, what bank accounts he has. We don't know any of that. Well, yet. don't can't you hire a forensic attorney to figure all that stuff out? That's what we're in the middle of uh, engaging all those people now. But right now, while you're going through that process, Bob Macedonio, this is a great conversation. Thank you. While you're going through that Thank process, while you're going through that process, she's got nothing. She has, she she has to wait until all that becomes available. Right now, she's got nothing. Yes, in terms of money. She, she has a few thousand dollars that, you know, she's get, get from family and friends. I know there's been GoFundMe pages set up for her. She hasn't received any of that money yet. She, and again, we're not discounting any of the victims of these crimes, but her and her, her children have been victims of this as well. They are not responsible for Rex's alleged crimes, but they are suffering greatly right now. Do you feel like, Bob, that the general public looks at her as a legitimate victim or eyebrows still raised? I think there's skepticism on both sides. We've been reached out. We have care packages that are sent to our office by them on behalf of them. We have been receiving emails and messages throughout the world supporting her, but we've also gotten the opposite as well, saying, how could she not know this is ridiculous? So it's, it's both spectrums. Has she and or the kids talked to Rex? Forget about visiting him. They've done that too. Have they visited him? Have they talked to him? Or at this point, I, uh, outside of the money and what she has coming to her, is he basically dead to her? No, she, they, they haven't had any in-person visits. They've spoken by telephone. Nothing about the, the case or nothing about any of that kind of stuff because that's all recorded from the jail. And we don't want, you know, obviously tank his criminal case at this point in time. So I just had those conversations, just very, very general, basic questions. Has she said to you, look, uh, there's a lot of ugly stuff out there. That's why I'm getting divorced. But I really think he's innocent. Has she said anything like that to you or, or nothing? We, we, ha- we haven't even gotten into any of that and even addressing the allegations that are out there, whether she believes him or doesn't believe him. So what is the next conversation between you and her? Just your business with Asa. We are trying to emotionally build her up so she could be supportive for her two children who look to her as the only thing they have left at this point in time. She's getting stronger and stronger in the past two and a half weeks. And, you know, she, she's a survivor. She's been through a difficult life. When she tells her story, you'll hear that at some point in time. So she, she's becoming a strong mother to, to support these two children and get them through this time. That's honestly devastating to them. You know, it's interesting you say that because I thought Daniel Penny, He's the hero Marine that killed Jordan Neely on the subway. And he spoke, and I believed him even more. Difficult for him to do it. He had to wait a while, but he did it. So you're recommending that sooner than later, uh, the, uh, the wife here, Asa, does speak, tell her side of the story. So that it's one thing hearing from you, Bob, you're a super guy, don't get me wrong. One thing hearing from you or the media, but to hear it from her, that would go a long way, yes? A hundred percent. And she, when she's prepared to do that, we're going to do that, and, and she'll do that. And you think it's sometime in the very near future? I would think it's going to be coming in the near future, yes. I think okay. the public needs to hear from her for the right. questions that you just addressed. Okay. And it better be here first, Bobby. Hear me? <laughs> you got it. Hey, uh, this was great today. Thank you so much. You've got a difficult Thank job. Thank you very much. Thank you, you, Bob. Love the show. You t- God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bob Macedonio. How about that? He loves, he loves the, the show. show. He probably loves Macedonia, Phil.
No, he doesn't. Oh, you don't think so? He's a good attorney, this guy. He's great. He answered every question, smart, mm-hmm. succinct, didn't give me more than he had to, but didn't shy away from one question. That's a very good job, Bob Macedonio. We'll take a short break back on Sid and Friends in the Morning right after this. The freedom to talk about it with New York Attitude. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 